Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Orlando, welcome to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Another Magic Podcast? Oh, man. Wait, wait, wait. I know what you're thinking, but I promise you, I promise you, these are going to be a little different. Check this out. Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. In the studio today, we have Al, Justin, Mark, and myself, Anthony. Welcome back, guys. How's it going? What's going on? Man, so we, we got another week in. Um, it kind of feels like this week took a little longer. And like We had our podcast on that Thursday. Normally, we do it right. on Sunday, so it feels like we haven't been able to talk to the Magic fans for a good week and a half, but... Really excited to get back to it with you guys. Yes, definitely. Same here, man. This is like uh, this is like church for me. It is. It is. I actually missed you guys. I'm like, man, it's been a week and a half. It felt like a really long week, but we are here today. So we are here. Glad to be here. Yeah, and that week and a half, so many things have happened. So yeah, we, we got a jam. We got a jam packed podcast. So um, let's jump right into it with the numbers. So currently, our record right now, we are five and seven. Um, we're sitting eighth, tied with Brooklyn in the East. Um, previously, we were 14 the last time we talked, so jumping from 14 to 8 kind of feels like the East right now um, is just a really close race. Like, it is still, like, early on, but the fact that literally one win, one loss can really change the your seating already. So that's that's a fun take to look at. Um, right now, we're sitting third in the Southeast Division. Um, offense is getting better. Points per game, we're at 100.3 um, at 29th in the league. Uh, last time we spoke, we were at 30th, so improvements there. Um, still sitting at 30th in three-point percentage at 29.5. Offensive rating, 101.9, 29th. We were last week at 30th, so up one. Uh, defensively, points allowed, 99.1. So that puts us in first. So we were in huh. second last week. Now we're in first place leading the league. Um, blocked 6.6. So we're second in the league. Where, where were we last week? I think we are So we were fifth. 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 Yeah. So we went from fifth to second place in the league. That's uh-huh. awesome. Defensive rating 101.7. Puts us in fifth in the league. So a lot, a lot of changes. It kind of feels like the, the boys are playing really well together now. Our shots are falling. We're seeing more of those games where we're, we're hitting over that 100-point mark. Um, a, lot of, a lot of games. Um, since our last podcast, so um, just a just a week in review. Uh, we have a win against Memphis, one eighteen to eighty six. Uh, loss against Indiana, one hundred nine to one hundred two. Uh, win against Sixers, one twelve to ninety seven, and a win versus the Spurs, one eleven to one hundred nine. Man, it just feels like we could easily be four and zero right now. Uh, exactly a week ago, that game against uh, Indiana. We had that game, man. We were up at halftime by double digits. The team was clicking, and then the second half happened, which unfortunately uh, we did not play with the same energy, and that costed us a game, unfortunately. But uh, I did predict the week to be 3-1. and one. I predicted us to lose to San Antonio, but uh, ended up being Indy instead. Um, but it was a really good, yeah, really good week for the team. Um, they're playing much better than what they were doing last time we met. They look like the team of last year. They're fighting. Every game is competitive. 
I don't know about you guys, but I've learned the first three quarters just kind of watch and chill. That fourth quarter will be <laughs> high high energy, will be a, right. a lot of sweaty palms. Um, but that's the magic for you. I, I enjoy that. Every game that we're watching is is we're fighting, we're competitive. Um, so I'm actually excited for what we saw this week, and, and I'm hoping tonight against uh, Washington, uh, we end the homestand with a win. So <clears throat> great week for us. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, we easily could have gone four and zero. Like you said, the Indiana game was it was just the second half is what killed us. The effort, you know, kind of died down a little bit. Um, yeah. But three and four, we got three wins out of the last four games. I'm expecting a win tonight against the Wizards. Um, one thing that kind of stood out to me, um, that Memphis game, John Moran was on a tear in the NBA. I think he only scored eight points against us. That's so right. that's a lot of credit to our guard helps right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I mean, we could have gone 4 0. It could have been a Easily big. Been. Good, and, you know, we're heading into our toughest part of the schedule, probably this next month coming up. So um, we have a lot of momentum going into that. So for me, I'm, I'm really excited. I agree. I think. Uh... For that Memphis game, J.I. had like a breakout game. That's where we could where we saw like um, not a first not a first uh, glimpse because we kind of saw a little bit of it in other games. But that was the first game where we were like J.I. could really take over uh, defensively and offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was really good during Indiana. It kind of felt like we re- reverted back to a lot of the things that we struggled with last season. Yep. Uh, during early last season. Um, and that was, you know, sloppy defense, although. <clears throat> Although defense is like our calling card, mm-hmm. uh, it, during that game, it just felt like there were times that we kind of gave up on defense a lot, um, and we let Indiana score easy points, which obviously hurt us in the a end. A lot of mid-range jumpers. Yeah. A lot yep. of those. A lot yeah. of those. Um, and then during the 76ers game, that was all defense towards the end of the game. It was. That was beautiful. It kind of... Uh, you know, showed that the guys were in it to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times down the stretch, it feels like, you know, they not necessarily give up, but they kind of slack off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a game that they held together the whole way through. Uh, and then the Spurs win. Oof, that was beautiful. That was huge. Evan Fournier came through, <laughs> came through with coming. the big game. Probably the most exciting game of the year. Definitely the most exciting game. I think for, for me, the Spurs game was by far the most important one. Yes. Right. One, one because it's, you know, it's a, it's a big team from the West, right? Mm-hmm. They have really good players. We're playing against a really good coach. And it was a game where we, I mean, I went into it not thinking positively. We, we weren't going to have Jonathan Isaac. The mm-hmm. rotation's already been kind of all over the place. Now you're throwing in Aminu, who really hasn't had a whole lot of minutes he's right. his minutes are sporadic so i was a little i was a little concerned but it was a game where amino really stepped up he did um, big you had really from. you had really big plays from from your boy evan Fournier. yes yeah. he did yeah you had mm-hmm. terrence ross that really came out from from the bench and looked like mm-hmm. like the human torch that we know so it was it was a really big team effort aaron gordon played really well it was a game that i feel this team needed because it's a reminder of what this team can be can that's be. a good point exactly so it's it's it was a really good win and I will say, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are not necessarily happy with Aminu's play up to this point on the team. Um, but if you watched him in Portland, he was a starter, right? He was part of a starting team who went to the Western Conference Finals um, and made that competitive, right? Um, he's the he's the type of player that has to play real minutes. He's not a plug-and-play player. He's not a guy that you can give, you know, five minutes here and there and kind of just hope that he goes off. That's more like what Terrence Ross is tailored to do. Um, so it was just nice to see Aminu play real real minutes mm-hmm. and to actually thrive in that role. And you you look at it, and it's kind of like uh, when we when we picked him up in free agency, it was like, oh, why are we adding another big? Why? We already have so right. many. 
but he was the perfect compliment. He was a perfect add-on. It instantly made sense. Okay, that's why we got Amino. That's why we have him in right. the event that because he can fill in for your Jonathan Isaac. He can mm-hmm. fill in for your Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. So if you're missing that, um, that key player, Amino is a player that, again, like you said, if you give him sufficient minutes, he's going to go out there. He's going to hustle. That's right. I think in one of the interviews, someone even tied in the, the phrase heart and hustle with him. So you, mm-hmm. you really did see that. Yeah, and, and that's what he brings to the table. He brings that competitive edge. He brings that that guy you can count on to to just play defense, rebound, hustle, right. which, again, we need. We talked about last week how our team is a little soft. There's two guys right now that you look at on the court. You're like, man, like, actually three, if you want to include faults in there, that you're like, you know those guys will bring it. Yeah. That is Markel Faults, MCW, and Amino. And, Amino. and mm-hmm. I, I don't mind them being out there. I know they're not great shooting-wise. And of course, we know Faults struggling a little bit for three-point range. But you know they will lose five for every loose ball, every loose rebound out there. They'll, they'll go grab it, and that was a big factor again. Even in San Antonio this week, just those little plays that don't count for much on the stat sheet, but they make a big difference in the game. Right, right. That's what, that's what I was gonna say. There was uh, various plays, especially during that uh, San Antonio game, where the play could you know they could have given up on the play, and Aminu made that extra effort. Mm-hmm. You know, pushed full court run, try to get a block, a steal. That's the energy that MCW brings, which earns them those minutes. But you know, you can't really argue with the fact that Aminu is a better scorer. Oh, for sure. Um, but it is it is one of those things where MCW plays better with lesser minutes because he's he doesn't have an impact on offense. Mm-hmm. And if Aminu doesn't have an impact on offense, his defense is not necessarily as good as, as MCW. And I think it worked out that, you know, we were able to have in our schedule five straight games at home. Before we're mm-hmm. able to go out and go against these teams out on the road, we have to be able to show that we can protect home first. Right. I feel that now that we're getting into that flow, you know, our, our game is only going to get better now that we're playing against the teams on the road. So yeah. that's going to be Building momentum. Yeah, for okay. sure. And I think right. A good sign, too, is if you look at these games, the win against Memphis, Philly, and the Spurs, the big theme for me, at least, is the fact that they played really well in the fourth quarters. The right. defense locked down. And we took, again, either deficits or leads that we had and extended it in, in, the, in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So that's huge for our team. We know last year, even earlier in the year, we were struggling with closing out games. It was kind of fun to just see us hit big shots and get defensive tops, get the big rebounds. Um, while we still have guys like Vucevic not shooting really well, we still have, you know, Ross just picked it up recently. Right. So even through those struggles, we're finding ways to win games against good teams. So that was the most important thing for me this week is how we looked in the fourth quarter. And what I really like to see or what I liked seeing was that Coach Cliff towards the end of the Spurs, he was really changing the rotation based on the needs mm-hmm. of the game at the moment. Yes. So when he needed the free throw shooting, he put DJ Augustine in. Yes. When he needed defense, he put an all-defensive line. Which was awesome to see. So closing out, it was a point that it was Aminu, MCW, Markel mm-hmm. Foles. Like he put defensive players in there that he knew for a fact. Could was get, get Exactly. So. He, the efficient team to be able to get the stop and play the so right. So I think what you're saying, defense. Anthony, is that he listens to our podcast. He, <laughs> he, we were begging for that to happen. And I'm actually excited to see two Rob playing big minutes again right that makes a huge difference just just the fact you got to guard him and put that guy on him now mm-hmm. creates more space for isaac gordon falls to go to the basket so even the first half of the spurs game he was struggling he wasn't hitting that many shots he had like six points by half right but then he hit a couple threes and it all changed our offense just kind of kept rolling you got to guard him so the fact that he's playing 30 minutes i think right now over the last two games just makes our team that much better and you know just uh to add up add on ross if he developed his handles, his ball handling, he would be so, so, so much better because he would have an impact. There's times where he tries to kind of take, you know, take one on one and get these dribbles going, but it, it doesn't work for him. He usually turns the ball over. Um, 
And coming off the screens and hitting big threes is super important, yes. and it gives us a lot of life. But I think he could impact the game so much more, and he could be a primary option, um, you know, in, in in a bigger part of the game if he developed his ball handling a little bit more. And there was even a play where he, you know, everyone knows that Terrence Ross is a three-point shooter, so that threat is already there. But there was a, there was a play where he, he made a pump fake and then took it to the lane. Mm-hmm. The fact that he, he's able to add that to his game and do that consistently. Keep so the defense help. guessing. Exactly. It's going to spread the floor so much more for everyone else. Right. Um, but let's, let's get to the juice. So... Um, this past week, there was a lot of different things that, that's been added on to, to our magic world, right? The very first thing I want to talk about, you guys, is it's the new City Edition jerseys. How do you guys feel about it? Um, I, I am not a fan. Uh, I know you guys, we, we were texting you know, back and forth when they released. And uh, I think it was you, Ant, that you said they were growing on you a little bit. Uh, for me, it just feels like it's, it's too simple. Um, if you were going to pay tribute, you know, to the city, there was much more that you could do. Um, even the promo video felt like it was missing a little bit of actual Orlando, you know. Um, and it feels like it is tailored more so to the tourists of the city, uh, more so than the actual, like, diehard fans that live here, go to every game. Um, and that's why I was a little bit disappointed. I'm kind of 50-50 with it. Um, it is a different look. It's uh, definitely far away from our original white, black, and blue colors. Um for me, I told Alvaro today, I have to see it in person, um, mm-hmm. along with the new court um, theme as well. So mm-hmm. I don't want to judge too much on it. Um, the, o- the only thing I will say is um, the only re- reason why I'm against it, because Jonathan Isaac already got hurt on the uniform. We haven't even <laughs> used it yet. So yeah. I don't know if that's bad luck or not. Yeah, just I think, I, think that I said there. that we were 0 and 1 already <laughs> in the year before even playing the game. Um, I, I like the uniforms. I didn't at first because it, it kind of seemed a little plain. Mm-hmm. Um, great. I, I'm glad that we took the risk of, of the color scheme. I think it was an amazing idea. I've never been a fan of the space uniforms. I didn't get mm-hmm. it. Um, my, um, the thing for me is I we're, we're not the Central Florida Magic. We're the Orlando Magic. That's right. right. There has to be some level of connection there. Um, but really looking at it, though, my biggest complaint would be the fact that uh, the report came out that we kind of stuck to that gray because Nike really pushed that mm-hmm. uh, onto us, right? right? I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that anything was pushed onto us. Correct. We should be able to make all four decisions. Great, put your input, sure. but the final decision should be us, shouldn't be forced by Disney, shouldn't be enforced by Nike, Nike anybody. Um, but I do like the uniforms. At first I didn't, now I do, and the biggest thing for me was the idea of how great those jerseys are going to look when they're on that court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole entire, there was a, a picture that I saw on the internet where they were already working on the banners and just the, the banners in the arena, mm-hmm. orange, the core orange, the, the uniforms. I, I think full orange probably would have been too much, so I like the dynamics of the multi-tone. Um, the only thing I would have liked to see different was I, I feel like pinstripes need to be a staple yes. for us. I think there's no other team in the <clears throat> NBA that can rock the pinstripes the way that we rock them. For sure. The Bulls um, try, though. The Bulls try. They, they try. <laughs> they yeah, but there, there's no no one's touching us when it comes to the pinstripes. Right. And then I would have liked a little more creativity with the with the ORL. Like, I, I would have liked to see, like, maybe an orange mm-hmm. for the O. Yeah, or even if it didn't say, say ORL at all, if it just said magic and then add the star back to the A, I feel like yeah. that's another staple that, you know, we could have took advantage. I agree. Um, the What doesn't concern me is that this jersey is only going to be around for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just this one year, and then next year they, they make their changes and make their teams, but and don't, they go from there. Don't you feel like Orlando, like, as an organization, has been criticized for not really being creative when other teams step out of the box consistently? 
Um, and I think they just added more fuel to that. This was like, yeah, this is different. You know, you step away from the pinstripes, you step away from the blue, white, and black. But it was a safe. It was a safe bet. And that's what the Magic do. Uh, they're known for that. They they play it safe. Now, I, like you, Anthony, I actually like it. So when I first saw them, like a little plain, not not what we maybe expected. Um, but I like the dynamic of the colors. That that gray, that orange, and they added some really good detail to the shorts. Um, so they get somewhat creative, just not what we expected. Uh, for me, like you said, Anthony, the ORL piece of the jersey, I would have liked <laughs> to see there something more creative. Throw a star in there, throw an orange in there, something like just to kind of add more to the, the fact that it's a city edition jersey. Um, but again, I want to see it next week on the 29th. They're actually debuting it here in Orlando against right. the Raptors. Uh, we'll get the full look at the court, the jerseys, the banners. So I think once all that goes live, it will look really cool. It's going to be um, exciting. So I actually like it. And one, and one of the pictures that the, the Magic have posted, for a split second, the uniforms actually look black and red to me. So I'm not sure if, if it's a lighting thing. I'm not sure if I'm colorblind, but I'm interested to see how they, <laughs> how they really look on in one person. in person and then two on, on the screen when I'm watching the game. So yeah. It's interesting. I think uh, we'll, everyone will have a way better idea once we really get to see them. So in other news, we have um, a report from Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer. He says that Magic have shown interest in trading for a scorer, specifically DeMar DeRozan from the Spurs. How do you guys feel about that? I know we went back and forth on this. We were talking about it on our on our group chat. Um, it makes sense to some degree. So uh, you cannot deny the fact that we need a scorer. And, and not a scorer that just can you know, put up 16, 18 points. Just a guy you can say, hey, we're down two. Go get me a bucket. And that's what he can do. Yes. He can go to the basket. He can get you a mid-range. He's got a Kobe-esque post-game and little fakes uh, that he does to get scoring. And we saw that on Friday watching the game uh, against the Spurs. Only thing that we all agreed with is he's not a three-point shooter. And what we need is that, that expansion, that, that, that player that can exp- expand out to, to shoot threes and just keep the defense guessing. That Ross type of guy that can also finish in the basket. Um, so that's not him. But if you can get him for cheap and not give up a lot for him, that would make sense. Now, salaries-wise, a little difficult. How do you make that work? It has to be Fournier. It's got to be some sort of DJ Augustine, uh, Mobamba. He's trying to throw Evan Fournier. I know. Young piece in there just, for just to give me a super dirty look right now. You guys can't see it, but um, I'll, I'll keep going here. But it's got to be that package. Where's that Fournier plus something decent, right? So do we want to give that up for a guy that's only going to be here for possibly a year? Um, I don't think he's a max player. So if he does resign with us over the summer, you could probably bring him for about $18 million, $20 million a year. He's 31 years old. I don't think in his mind he's expecting a, a large contract, uh, meaning a max in this case. So it could work out. It just depends what the dynamics of it would be to bring him here. Um, my take would be, though, if you got Fournier or him right now, keep Fournier, find a different way to, to, get, a, to get a player that can score. Yeah, so I think... It was. It was. You see what I did? I came back. We're good now, right? Thank you. Thank you. After after one big game. (laughs) Yes, that's the thing, though. It was interesting to see Orlando play against the Spurs um, because you kind of got to see that that like contrast of Demar playing, you know, with Fournier playing, um, and (laughs) and you could kind of analyze how each of them play and who would you prefer in your system. Um, Demar is an All Star, multi time All Star. Um, he is a consistent scorer. He could create from himself, like Steve said, outside of the pick and roll, which in our offense, it feels like a lot of our scoring comes from the pick and roll. Um, so I think he would be a benefit in that way. 
But I also feel like what Al said is correct. We do need shooters. Our three point shooter shooting is struggling, uh, and Demar is not going to help us in that in that realm. Uh, so I wouldn't, especially now for Evan Fournier, <laughs> that that wouldn't be a trade piece for me. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I wouldn't trade for Demar not at this point, not after what I saw from him. Uh, you know, the last game. Actually, down the stretch, they were down by three, right? I think they were down by three or something like that. Uh, there was maybe like, there was like 30 seconds left in the game. Mm-hmm. And DeMar had the ball in the corner and he he, he got trapped. There was a yeah. double team and he couldn't shoot out of it. He had to pass to LaMarcus Aldridge to take a crazy three-point shot. Uh, um, Rudy Gay. Rudy oh, Gay. Rudy Gay, sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, yeah. So that, that, that's what it was. DeMar, in that situation, he can't shoot it. Even even during other times in the game where he's had open three point shot mm-hmm. opportunities, he didn't take them. Uh, so we we can't have a guy like that on our team, especially when we're near the bottom of the league in three point shooting. Actually, we are last in three point shooting. So for me, I'm not really sold on um, picking up the Rosen. Yes, he's a multi time All Star. Um, he does bring a lot of scoring. He's a professional scorer in this league. Um, but for me, it. it I would prefer to keep Forney over him. Uh, he's on, what, 31 years old, you said? 30, mm-hmm. 31. Um, he's only a 28% career three-point shooter. Um, that that's, that feeds our weakness, so mm-hmm. I don't think that will be a smart move as well. He will bring scoring, you know, uh, uh, go-to score. Yeah. We don't have that person that can really, really, really get us a bucket in the fourth quarter. Forney is that person for us right now. Obviously, grabbing the Rosen would be an upgrade for that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I don't think I don't think it's worth it. I don't. I would. I wouldn't like the Magic just pull that trigger on that one. I would like to pull a trigger on a guy like Adam Levine, of uh, Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, somebody. <laughs> not, <laughs> not no, not the singer, not the singer. Um, just somebody a little bit more younger, you know, somebody we can still include in our future. Like you said, the Rosen could be a one-year rental, so yeah. I don't think it's worth it. This is the voice of Magic fans, not the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so for me, it doesn't make sense. It, contract-wise, it doesn't make sense. Um, I I believe, I strongly believe, there, there was reports out that the Knicks were really going to push for Masai Ujiri. I believe that if Masai does or takes a chance and does leave, there's a big opportunity for him to go back to Toronto. I think it makes sense. And he's the one person that took him away, and he would have to consider it, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I... So if you add a player like that to <clears throat> our roster, the only way that you do it is if you are already an elite three-point shooting team where you don't need that additional support from behind the arc. He is a good shooter, just not from behind the three. I mm-hmm. think I, the last I saw, he was second in the NBA in mid-range jump shots. Mm-hmm. So he, he can definitely shoot. He can mm-hmm. penetrate. He can, get you the, he can get you that bucket. He can score. Um, I, I've always been a believer that it does take just one player to change the franchise, and I think that he is a caliber player that can do that. I mm-hmm. just don't think that he's the right fit. Could Jonathan Isaac be that guy? Probably could Evan Fournier be that guy? Uh, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he lived show, up to the show, role so he far. He that he can be productive. Uh-huh. So yeah. if we're not that I'm comparing the two, I just don't think that what we would have to give up for Demar Derozan would be beneficial for our team yeah. now and in the I long agree. term. That's right. If we had, you know, the the bad salary that we had with um, Mozgov. That would have made sense. Give him up with a pick or something. That makes sense. But to give up, again, a piece that is doing well for us and that can shoot in a Fournier type of player, the other option would be someone like Aaron Gordon and that we're not even going to go there because yeah, that's but not happening. It, there's an interesting point, too, that the Spurs are, what, on a five-game losing streak? Yeah. Um, This might be, you know, a year where Pop says it's over. 
and they might have a fire sale. You never know. Um, if that's the case and you could get them for, you know, cheap, if uh, if Pop is wanting, you know, future picks or whatever the case is, then that might be a move. Uh, but again, I wouldn't give up one of our most consistent scorers, one of our high point scorers for a guy that you don't know how long he's going to be here. I just feel like a player like that is risky because he didn't decide to go to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, he got moved there. So now you're giving him the power, the choice to be able to pick whatever team he wants to go to. Lakers, maybe. Yeah, may, Maybe Lakers. Maybe a team like Detroit where he goes back to his old coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's so many different possibilities. That's yeah. right. Um, so moving on to the next topic for the juice. So this one comes from Shams Charania from The Athletic. Multiple teams are reportedly interested in Magic Ford Aaron Gordon, should he become available on the market? Those teams are monitoring Gordon, although the Magic have shown no interest in trading. And I agree. I wouldn't do so right now. Again, Aaron Gordon is 24 years old. We've gone over this two weeks ago. There's still too much potential there to give up on that. We've seen what happened with Oladipo. We saw what happened with Tobias Harris. Um, What's the point now? If you can grab a superstar, and I'm talking not of D'Angelo Russell, to to me he's a good player, score a star, a superstar I'm talking about. Somebody who can come here and change our dynamics of our team for the next five to six years. Okay. But to give him up for somebody who, again, is just going to add a few more points a game for us, I don't think so. So for me, what the Magic are doing, listen to offers. Say we're not doing anything so far. We're just listening right now. If the right offer comes at the right time, make that move. But right now, and I said it two weeks ago, I do not see Gordon being traded in December, in February. If anything, it would be over the summer. You know, it's it's really interesting because when the season started, Aaron Gordon was on my trade block for sure, right? And everybody thought I was crazy for saying that. Um, I still feel like that. I Ooh. still feel like that. But I feel <laughs> Ant is about to like explode right now. What a way so, to lead that off. <laughs> so so I still feel like that, but is he changing my mind a little bit? Yes. Um, the reason why he's changing my mind is because he's more engaged, right? Aaron Gordon is great when he's engaged, when he's vocal, when he's getting his teammates involved. That's the best Aaron Gordon. Um, and that is a player that we can continually have in our lineup and can possibly become a difference maker but sadly that is not the player that we see consistently that's the player that we get glimpses of and at year six again there has to come a point where you stop seeing glimpses and this is the guy and he has not become that uh so would i let him go for d'lo probably so uh would i let him go in a bradley beal trade probably so uh because those are guys that have proven that they can do it you know what i mean and Aaron Gordon, for me, while he is explosive, while he is super, you know, speedy, um, he kind of slacks on defense sometimes, mm-hmm. and offensively he disappears. Um, and un- until he proves otherwise, at year six, those are warning signs that if I was a GM, um, I'd, I'd heed those signs and I'd make a move. If I'm the Magic, I'm still holding on to this guy. Um, there's still a lot of promise with him. He's only 24 years old, um, and he's improved every year. Um, I know when it comes to summertime. He is, he's, he's in the gym. He's a gym rat. Um, even if it's in Orlando, it's in Cali. So he's putting in the work. Um, for me, my biggest issue that's always been with him, he doesn't know how to put it together, his tools. Mm-hmm. He, yes. he, he learns something in the summer, and then when it comes to the game, he just wants to do it, sh- showcase it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's a flow for him um, 
to do that. Um, my biggest fear with getting rid of Isaac, um, Gordon is um. We do not get rid of Isaac. No, never, never <laughs> my biggest fear of Gordon is um. There's so much potential. He's gonna. Is he gonna be that other guy that we trade off and he becomes an all star? Um, look at Tobias Harris. Look at Victor Oladipo. We lost our patience with those guys, and those guys, you know, are living up, you know, to what their potential was supposed to be. Now, I might strike a little debate with this. If getting rid of Aaron Gordon is something Magic is really interested in. Is that going to really push Jonathan Isaac over the the hump? Well, well, I think it'll open up a lot for him. I think it kind of depends, right? Because we saw J.I. play at the five, and he was a monster at the five, right? Mm -hmm. So I think eventually, and this is just speculation and, you know, wishful thinking kind of, um, I think eventually there could come a point where Vooch gets moved and J.I. plays the five. And if we can move A.G. to his natural position at the four, Maybe that can change things. He is also playing out of position. Um, and although, you know, there's this idea that we play in a positionless league nowadays, that's not really the case, especially with guys like Aaron Gordon. He's not, uh, he doesn't shoot well enough consistently enough to play the three, in my opinion. Um, so if he could play the four, J.I. play the five, maybe that'll ease up, you know, a little bit. I like to bit. see Gordon a lot more inside the paint. Being mm-hmm. as a cutter, six nine. Yeah, this guy's he's a super athletic. There's no reason he should be playing at the wing the way no, he plays. He should be inside all the time. I don't want to see him as a too much of a ball handler as well. Right. You know, I want to see him inside. We've been way too notorious for letting our young guys go and then them yes, excelling elsewhere. I agree. Mm-hmm. So that that would be my only fear in involving anything with Aaron Gordon. Now, with that being said, if the right package did come along, how could you not entertain it? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm a big fan of D'Lo. I'm a big fan of Bradley Beal. We've talked about that numerous times. CJ. I wouldn't uh, CJ. I wouldn't mind seeing a trade for someone that you know did bring that offensive power. Because mm-hmm. again, it, it's one player can really change a franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my my only con with it is really the fact that um, he he is still young, 24 years old. Um, does he have his flaws? Absolutely. There's times where I feel like he just forces everything too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar to where he had the back to back offensive charges that kind of cost us the game. Right. Um, but he. He, he realizes it, he acknowledges it, and then he makes changes. So this is a player that wants to learn, wants to grow, and wants to be that player. I just think that with him, it's just going to take a little more time. Now, yep. are we willing to wait that long is the question. Now, if we're looking at all the players on our roster, um, I don't I don't see – like obviously teams are going to ask for Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. Right. But I can see players like Evan Fournier, DJ Augustine, guys that – you know, our front office did not provide them a contract. These are Hennigan players mm-hmm. that are more likely to to part ways with yep. um, because they still can produce and they're still quality players before any of the players that, you know, our Wilhelm has given. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. So it would be Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, and DJ, right? That's about it, yeah. Because they re-signed Vooch, so they approve of well, his Aaron, play. Aaron Gordon and... was also given a contract. Mm-hmm. Not with these guys, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they gave him the no, four-year $80 million, which was a great deal. And again, they gave him the max. Yep. Yeah, so oh. it is only DJ and Evan. Just to wrap it up with, with the Gordon topic, guys, for me, the, the thing, like like um, Mark mentioned, is he's a gym rat. This guy, mm-hmm. actually just yesterday, I think it was Josh Robbins on Twitter, said he's the one guy after every game, every home game, who's out there shooting. Mm-hmm. After every game. So you got to like that, the passion that he has. Those two charges against Dallas, he took it in the chest. You know what? It was my fault. He was in the media talking about it. He wasn't hiding from it. So you like that desire. 
in the fact that he wants to win. He, he get wants better. it. Yeah, he definitely wants it. My last take on him is I just think what you're building on with Fultz, Isaac, Gordon, potentially Bamba in the mix, it's a really good core. And if you can develop Promising. those guys properly, which the, those our front office has shown they can do, why part ways just yet? Yeah, so I'm. I mean, this. I wish we can get into the minds of our front office because there are times where I feel they they are extremely safe, and I'm not really sure if they would be willing to risk such a key player like that um, for the sake of our future, for the sake of of the youth and, and the core that we have. But let, let's move on to Pastor Shoes. So we have a lot of interesting topics that we're going to utilize for this segment. Um, very first one, Justin. I'm gonna lead this off to you because I know you're dying to have this conversation. <laughs> um, but let, let's go with this. So Pastor Shoot. Fournier is the Magic's best clutch player. Yeah. I mean, that, shoot, there's <laughs> there's literally no argument. If you if you watch the Magic consistently, um there's you can't even count the amount of games that Evan has come clutch, you know, during the last 2 minutes of a game, how many game winners he's hit, uh just his his attitude, uh his desire to be that guy with the ball down the stretch. Um he doesn't really get shaken. Uh yeah, he's he's our guy. I I think uh there's no other guy with the exception of Terrence Ross at the 3. Mm-hmm. Uh but there's no other guy on our roster uh who is willingly looking to take that final shot and is willing to deal with the pressure of making it or missing it like Evan Fournier. Um and I think that's that's a mentality standpoint um because he believes that he could be the best player on the court. That's really what it is. And when when you add in the fact that, you know, when you add in the versatility of his game, that he could shoot the three-pointer, he could hit the mid-range, he could take it to the lane, he could dunk. He doesn't have the quickest first step um, or the best handles, but he is always willing to put it on the ground and kind of, you know, take that shot. Uh, I think that speaks for for who he is as as a guy, as a player. Um, And to me... That's something that should be celebrated, not something that you just give away because things aren't working out with the rest of the team. He's not the problem offensively, um, and he has picked up his defense immensely as well. So I'm shooting on that one. So I'm, shoot, I'm shooting as well. So I think for me, with, with Fournier in particular, he's the one guy, just mentality-wise. When I think clutch, I think of a guy who wants to take that shot, who wants, wants to, to have the ball in his hands. He doesn't shy away. He's the only guy on our team besides Terrence Ross that's comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else, Vucevic included, I hesitate. Because even Vucevic, when he got fouled against this person Friday, I'm like, crap, what? She's going to miss that free throw. And he did. He missed the first one. His mindset is not to be that go-to guy when the game's on the line. For, you can tell Fournier wants the ball. You can tell he wants it. He he loves those runners. He loves those three-pointers. To win the game, he, he has that passion for it. And he has that cocky attitude that, that, that you need to have in that yes, someone. He believes do. he can make that <laughs> shot. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to shoot. And again, him and Ross are right there. I don't mind alternating from game to game, yeah. depending on what the defense gives you. But he is our best and the best option we have uh, when the game's on the line. If we go back to that Dallas game where Vooch shot the game winner... Had Evan not fouled out, that would have been Evan's shot. That's right. And I would have bet that Evan probably would have hit that shot just based on his track record late game situation. He deserves to take the shot. Against against the, the Spurs, he hit two super clutch back-to-back three-pointers, one over LaMarcus Aldridge that kind of sealed the game for us. So, you know, this is this is a guy that, um, you know, I'm a little biased because, yes, he is my favorite player on the team, one of my favorite players in the league. But this is a guy... 
who is who is willing to take that shot and has proven that he can hit those shots. I'm gonna shoot as well. Um, you guys pretty much stole my points. I can't agree agree <laughs> with you guys any more than that. Um, as far as our guard play, he is our best ball handler. He is our best pick and roll player. Um, yeah, sometimes his decisions might be a little eh, yeah. but when it comes third, fourth quarter, the guy who's you know who, who gives us the best chance of hitting a shot, it's him. Um, I can't agree. I can't agree anymore. Fournier, I, I, I'm calling him FIBA Fournier for now. <laughs> He's earned that name. I'm happy he played FIBA over the summer because it, it's carried on. I wouldn't yeah. go that far. I will call him. I will call him that for today, Friday, this week. I've been calling him that. He's got to show me tonight against the Warriors. He can do it again. No, that's, he's played very well. That's he's, the he's, he's shooting the three ball very well. Yeah, as well. I think this is going to be the first topic or the, our first pass and shoot that we all agree. There we go. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm shooting. I'm shooting, and the reason why is. There's no other player on our team, and I think maybe second would be DJ Augustine that I would feel comfortable taking the last shot. Hmm. And the ball needs to be in his hand. I'm not saying that this is something that we should, you know, hold on to for his whole entire career. I feel right, like right, right. there are better, but for right now, this is the guy that's on our team. He's our guy. He's our player. And he's the best person to put us in that position when the game is on the line. Mm-hmm. He's our best triple threat player. You know, yes. you can give him the ball. He's going to protect it. He can put the ball on the floor. He can he can penetrate. He can pass the ball really well to Nikola Vucevic specifically. So it's, <laughs> it's a teardrop game too. So he has so a lot. He, he, it, yeah. He is someone that he's not afraid to take the big shot. Um, you know, one one of the shots was a big shot against Demar Derozan himself. So it's it's one of those things where it's he's he's providing massive amount of offensive power and it's something that this team desperately needs and he is playing really really well right. the ones that are talking bad about him they're still a little sour from the very bad season we received from him last last year mm-hmm. but he is coming around he is leading this team there, there's no way that we would win that Spurs game without him that's right. right I agree alright so let, let's get into the next one so the human torch he went off this last game from the bench scored 20 points from yeah. the bench played extremely well um, is the human torch back? I say so. Yes. Um, I feel like that that rest the the was it well, a game or two that he rested because yeah. of knee tendonitis. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a big turnaround for him. Yeah. Um, I play basketball myself, so I can understand when you're sh- you're not shooting well. A lot of it comes under you know your legs. If you don't have your legs, that your shot's gonna be a little dry. It's he had those, little that, that Achilles injury in preseason, uh, and Clifford just said that, that he believes part of the reason why he was struggling a little yeah. bit was that. So I, those two I games he had out really helped. Yes, and in the last two three games he's definitely showed up. The San Antonio game was big. He had 18 points in the second half. We needed him, you know. Ji was out, um, and he torched the Spurs at the end. <laughs> he torched the Spurs. <laughs> uh, good play on words, but I will shoot, but with caution, because I will say. Uh, He's a shooter. He's going to shoot. That's what he does. Um, but that's not enough. I think Steve has to run plays specifically uh, to get Terrence Ross involved. Um, when you kind of don't run things for him and you kind of just let him play out there. Uh, sometimes some crazy shots. Yeah, yeah. Some but shots. sometimes he kind of disappears, you know, in the, in the same way that like Aaron Gordon does, for example. Uh, so I think... It's important for for Cliff to keep him involved and make it a point to keep him involved. But as of right now, yes, the torch is lit. So for me, kind of like <laughs> you, so I am going to shoot it in the paint, however. And just because, again, we don't know how, how healthy he is just yet. Maybe he's feeling good and needs getting better. Mm-hmm. But then again, he's also inconsistent. That has been Terrence Ross' issue his whole career. Yeah. Yeah. So I am going to say I'm going to shoot it from the paint for now. I love Terrence Ross, one of my favorite players on the team. 
But again, I want to see that more consistency from him before I can say I'm going to shoot and say, hey, he's back 100%. Right. I'm passing. I'm passing because it's just been one game. Um, I, I think he he can get over it. I guess we'll find out today in today's game. Mm-hmm. It was one game. I, I think that for a shooter, for, for a player like Terrence Ross, we have to be able to see the consistency. Now, I'm not saying he has to go out and shoot 20 points from the bench every single game. Right. But I need him to get back to being that threat because that threat is what opens up the floor for everyone else. Mm-hmm. So until I physically see it consistently, I'm going to pass on it until you know I, I start to see it you know game after game after game. The shot just has to fall. And I feel like for a shooter, once you get that confidence, I think that you can mm-hmm. build off of that. So I'm interested to see in tonight's game whether or not that's that's something that can yeah, that we've seen that is back or if it's just the one Temporary. game so has to keep working on it. Yeah, and you saw you definitely saw once he started hitting a couple of them, he started feeling himself mm-hmm. a little bit oh, yeah. um and his game is all about rhythm. So, you know, once you keep him involved, once that ball comes to him, you know, at the perfect time on those flare screens he likes to run, those are guaranteed buckets. Now, I will say that he will forever have the green light with me, no matter how bad <laughs> oh, the yeah, shooting sure. is. Yeah, I'm sure. not mad at yeah. the shot that mm-hmm. he takes because he's yeah. that type of caliber player. He can hit those shots. He's probably the only guy with an gr- actual be. green light I, yes. on the team. And I, and I don't mind that. Like I, I, Any shot he takes, I'm always, I said it before, I believe he's going in. Every it shot looks he like takes. He's yeah. going in. Um, so I preferred him to do that than to have Gordon dribbling 10 times and taking some random shot. Yeah. So he's proven he hits difficult shots as well. I would yeah. like to see him take easier shots and yes. get him in rhythm, like um, Justin said. But um, I'll leave that up to coach. Get the green lights on. All right. So now it's time to get into everyone's favorite segment. Get off your chest. We have a couple of entries that we posted on the Orlando Magic HQ Instagram post and on the Ozone Pod on Instagram. Um, so a couple of the ones that we chosen. The very first one um, comes from. Raj Zaveri from Instagram and he says really disappointed with how Mo's been playing feels like he had unreal potential but just doesn't care uh, I don't blame him I, I really don't um, like I said my biggest issue with uh, Mo is you know um, his motor you know I, I when I see Mo Bamba on the floor I expect him to at least get a few blocks a game you know there was a few layups on the San Antonio game that I'm like, wow, that should have been a block, you know. Um, as far as him saying that he doesn't care, I'm not sure. We're not, you know, I'm not. We're not around him to really know that. But um, I am. I, I could agree. I'm really disappointed in Obama this far this season. I'm hoping he could turn it around. I think he can, you know. Um, I just think it's just a mentality thing for him. I agree. Uh, for me, look, when we look at the stats, Mo's averaging four points per game, four point one rebounds per game. Uh, 0.3 assists, 0.3 steals, and 0.9 blocks. And he's shooting, what, 30, 35% from the field? I think that's the only positive. So his shooting is not, I guess, like atrocious. But this dude has almost an 8-foot wingspan. There's no reason why he should be averaging under one block per game, right? Because he's, he's in the paint long enough to impact somehow. You know what I mean? We're not asking him to put up 10, 15 points a game. We're not asking him to kind of lead the break in transition. All you got to do is get a couple blocks, impact the game defensively. And I feel like that's where he's struggling the most. Um, and it's not to be too hard on Bamba because that's that's not what I'm trying to do. But I am I am realistic. It feels like he's not cut out for the position or he's not cut out for the role that we thought he was going to have on this team. Uh, that's not to say that we need to get rid of him right now, uh, but 
last episode or a couple episodes ago when I did talk about Mo playing sometime in the G League, yep. a lot of people thought I was crazy and that the, it was a hot take and I was saying it mm-hmm. just to say it. But this is a guy that needs to kind of have some time to kind of further develop his game, familiarize himself with what is going on on the court, and be the best player on the court for a little bit to boost his morale and his confidence. Uh, because as of right now, it feels like he's struggling and he's not contributing to the team in the way that we need him to. I think he needs to earn his minutes. I think. I agree. I think, I, I, I think if we continue to play him the way that we're playing him, we're going to do him more of a disservice than a service because it's going to it's gonna kind of stunt his development later on and it's going to make him, you know, not valuable across the league. And that's not something that he wants or the team wants. And I'm, I'm right there with you guys too. I think that Mo, unfortunately, hasn't lived to what we expected. I know I saw on Twitter this week somebody mentioned that this is his rookie season technically still right he missed most of last year Mm -hmm. i think it was something like 56 games so far in his career so he's still under that rookie mentality adapting to the nba the problem is we have a service center sitting as a third string right now in ken burge that can help us around Mm -hmm. so you know like you mentioned let's earn those minutes Mm -hmm. i love bamba i think that that his potential is incredible much like isaac maybe not as high as isaac but close enough he just needs to earn his minutes, work in practice, yeah. um, because right now I'm disappointed. Uh, we yeah. heard about all this weight he added in the summer, all this muscle he added. He trained the whole summer with the team. So you figured he'll be living up to at least, like you said, averaging one, two blocks a game, and that's not happening. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when he's in the game, I'm looking forward to Vucevic coming back in. Like I just I just don't yeah. trust those minutes yeah. going to him because we should lose the lead. It's just not fun to watch when he's out there right now. I don't mind seeing Ken Burch. 10, 15 minutes out yeah. there. He's going to hustle. Because you know what we're going to get from That's him. That's right. Obama should not be in the game, period. He's a liability on both the offensive end and the defensive end. If you're you're that big, and we're not, like you said, Justin, we're not expecting him for him to go out there and drop 20 points for us. Mm-hmm. We're expecting him to be out there active and and be have a defensive yeah. presence. Big Anything. Presence. You know, go out there and play with a little hard and hustle. Go out there and act like a dog. And he's not doing that. And I, I agree with you, um, Mark, what you just said. Make him earn his minutes. Take his position away. Mm-hmm. Put Ken Burch in the game. That is going to impact it will. the game defensively. He's going to go out there. He's going to grab rebounds and blocks. He's going to play defense. He's going to fight. We, just don't, fire, we, don't, we don't see any of that. We don't see any motor from Mo Bamba at all. Mm-mm. So Mo is, what, 7 feet, 7'1", seven one, something seven like one, that? Seven one. <clears throat> and there's various times that when he's on the floor... You have shooting guards that are what six four, six five, six six, maybe boxing him out, six seven, boxing him out, grabbing yeah. rebounds over him. Scoring that should not him. be the case. When you lift your arms up and you could damn near touch the rim, there's no reason why a guy that's probably when you look when you talk about reach, maybe six eight inches shorter than you, is given so much more effort that he's stealing your rebounds. That's a problem. It's it's an IQ issue. It's obvious. Like I said, he gets a rebound. The first thing he does yeah. is he puts the ball down. Always right. always gets a slapped. He finally gets a rebound or sets a screen, and it's not strong enough. He's moving, so it's an offensive foul. So there's just little IQ pieces that are not there right now. So why mm-hmm. are we forcing him when we have somebody who can, for the time being, play while he develops those skills? And give us valuable minutes exactly. and convert. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm not saying that he has to. I don't, do I care if he gets two, three blocks? Sure, it would be nice. I don't care if he gets a block. So what I do care is that he's in the right defensive positions. He's altering shots, getting deflections, playing yeah. the same type of defensive intensity like a Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. Granted, it's not, I'm not expecting for him to be that elite, but at least fear players taking the ball down into the rim. You can't teach effort. 
make an impact. Can't teach effort. That's the thing. Yeah, so let, let's get into the next one. So um, we have D underscore Martin 87 on Instagram um, that says, can we all be happy about what we've seen from Markel Fultz so far? Yeah, I think uh, I think Markel is, is taking off. Uh, it is happening little by little, mostly because of kind of the restrictions that uh, Cliff is putting on his minutes. Uh, but when he's there, it feels like, He's doing the right thing. He's making the right reads. He's giving 100% effort on defense consistently. He's getting to the basket, which is one of those things, you know, enforcing uh, fouls, uh, which is one of those things that the Magic have struggled with. Uh, His free throw shooting is on point. So he's one of those guys that is giving us valuable minutes um, at his position. I think I I might be wrong, but I think he's given us, like, the highest plus-minus differential on the team. He is. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm very happy with Markel now, and I think as the season goes on, and the more minutes he plays, and the more he familiarizes himself with the schemes and and whatnot, uh, I think Markel is is gonna be our best player. I think he is what we expected him to be. I think if you were yeah. expecting him to come in and, and shoot 45 percent from three point range, you're lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. But right. when I look at the numbers right now, so <laughs> 9.8 points per game, 3.2 assists, 2.2 rebounds, 1.3 steals. 1.4 turnovers only. That's guy much better recently. Actually, mm-hmm. against the Spurs, no turnovers in that game. Free throw, 81%. Um, and from the field, he's shooting right now 45%. So now, three-point range, 16%. So let's, let's not lie to ourselves. That's the, that's developing. Right. But we did hear last week that um, he was only working within 15 feet the whole summer. That, that was his shooting range. That's what they wanted him to be doing. Mm-hmm. Now they expanded to the three-point range. So it's going to get better. Overall, though, I don't know about you guys, but I go to every Magic game, and I cannot wait for that kid to be on the court. He's a ton of excitement around When he's him. out there, you know good things are going to happen. Either a, a good pass, a good find, he'll make the right read uh, attacking the basket. Um, so for me, loving it so far, um, I would not have expected anything more than what he's done so far. Almost averaging 10 points a game while only playing 20 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. Imagine when that gets expanded to 35 minutes a game. There'll be 18 points a game easily. So that's the first-round pick talent that we knew he was going to be. Right. Um, so I'm loving it so far. I think, again, that gamble that we took is paying off. Yeah. I mean, to add to that, the value that we receive from him is still insane. Oh, yeah. If you're taking the stats, if you're looking at the stats and looking to see what he produced for Philly last season and what he did for us, the stats aren't that much different. They're pretty mm-hmm. similar if you really take a look at it. Mm-hmm. And the difference is he seems like he wants to play for us. Right. He seems like he likes his teammates. His enthusiasm yeah, is there. He, he, yeah. li- he likes the environment. He's confident. He's very confident, very confident. and he's he's shooting more. So you can see that it for him personally, if he would have stayed in Philly for whatever reason, right, his, his growth would have it would have stunned his growth mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Right. They here, wanted they, it right have, away. Yeah, here they have the he has the potential and and the 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 group to help to to get him you know to get him to improve the development team to get him better. Um, so I I think for one what we got from him is is a starting point guard a big point guard that you know offensively he's leading the charge in the penetration that we receive he's he's opening the floor for us in in ways that we couldn't do with you know a six foot point guard right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, you know, kind of piggybacking a little bit on what you said. He's in an environment where everyone wants to see him thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone wants for him to be successful because his success means everyone else around him is successful. Um, and it, I'm not super familiar because I'm not a Sixers fan. I'm not super familiar with what was going on mm-hmm. in Philly. Uh, but from what I've read, 
Um, and what I've heard on interviews and whatnot, it didn't seem like that was the case out there. No. Um, it kind of felt like it was rushed. It was it was a issue that he wasn't performing at the level that he should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know Philly was kind of which is not necessarily their fault, but they were kind of on the up and up. They were trying to kind of become the best team in the now, East. I would say. Yeah, in a in a win now mode. Um, so I think coming to a team that had lesser expectations uh, definitely is is uh, is a plus for for Markel. All right, guys, so looking at the week ahead, uh, we have three games slated, uh, which is starting Sunday with the Wizards, Wednesday against Toronto, and next Saturday against Indiana. Uh, Briefly, in a previous podcast episode, we had spoken about kind of tracking our predictions um, and the loser having to do, you know, something for being the loser. Uh, We're going to go ahead and call that the loser's reward. Uh, But we are going to change it up a bit. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick one game each week, the most important game of the week. um, And that's going to be what accounts as our prediction. So we all make a prediction for that game of the week and we track that at the end of the month. Whoever has the lowest winning percentage um, out of the four picks. Uh, gets the loser's reward, and we will can't put... wait for that. I'll <laughs> be fine. Can't wait for that. One. And we'll put um, <laughs> ideas on Twitter, and uh, you guys can kind of vote on those. And whatever the winning topic is, or whatever the winning uh, reward is, the loser has to has to do. Please do not go easy on us. <laughs> right. I already have ideas. Uh-oh. And waiver forms will need to be signed. Uh oh. <laughs> um, all right. So. Just looking at the week ahead. So tonight, we're playing the Wizards. Uh, how do you guys feel? So I think tonight, we'll look at the whole week in general. So tonight, I think we should easily win that game. Um, I think the Wizards are a team in full rebuild mode, except for the fact that they have Beal going off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I expect a win tonight. Toronto, which is our game of the week, by the way, I expect us to win that game. Um, and Indiana, tough play to play on the road. I'm going to say we lose that one. So I'm going to say for the week for us, 2-1. and one. Game of the week, win against Toronto. Okay. Um, for me, I'm gonna go. I'm probably gonna go uh, two and one as well, uh, but I think we'll lose to Toronto. Um, I think we have a redemption Ooh. game against Indiana. That's a uh, home game, right? They away. No, the Toronto game is away. Uh, no but way. we have a redemption game against Indiana, who we should have won against last week. Um, and we didn't. We kind of let it go towards the end. Uh, so I think we're going to come out with a little bit of extra motivation uh, for that game. So I'm, I am saying two and one, win against the Wizards, win against Indiana, and loss against the uh, Raptors. Uh, I think we have a. I think we could have a great win tonight. Um, I'm just going to throw out a, a statistic out there. Uh, Beal is on a tear right now in the NBA. He's averaging 29.7 points per game. And his last two games, he's scored 44 points and 44 points. Um, we do have our work cut out for us today. I wouldn't say it's an easy win, um, but uh, that he's definitely going to, I would say, it should be our main focus tonight is to guard. That guy's a human torch. Sorry, <laughs> Jesus, but that guy's torching right now. Yeah. So I would I would say we win tonight. Um, I like our chances against Toronto. Um, I, I just wish we have a lot of um, a fight. You know, Toronto keeps taking us down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's about time that we go into their house and, you know, put some little respect in our name. So I would say we win that one. And I agree with Alvaro. I, I don't think we're ready for Indiana yet. Um, our biggest weakness on defensive end right now is guarding the pick and roll, the pick and pop. And that's something they tortured us they last game. Us. Um, especially TJ McConnell, Malcolm Brogdon. They lived off the, the, pick and, the pick and roll game, the pick and pop game. 
Um, if, if we're not ready for that, then I don't see a win in that one. So for me, I'm actually going to agree with um, with Justin. So I got us winning tonight against the Wizards, a loss against Toronto, and then a win um, for Indiana. I, I think like the Indiana so. the Indiana game is going to be the revenge game for us. Um, I think Toronto is just Toronto's always been like that team that we just struggle with, and I mm-hmm. think that's just still going to continue. Um, matchup wise, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the 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 round two of the Pascal Siakam and Jonathan yes, Isaac, Isaac yes. especially now that I feel like Jonathan Isaac knows like he's mm-hmm. like everyone's talking about like there's no way that he doesn't know that he's just a, a beast on the defensive end. Right. So I feel like him bringing that intensity is going to be fun to watch. But um, for me personally, I'm excited for tonight's game. Um, just because Bradley Beal is on is on my my list, my wish list of, of players that I would like to see. <laughs> oh, Christmas is around the corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's he's a floor, He's from he played for UF, six foot five, six eight wingspan, offensive machine. Like I, I think that he would fit really good with this team. So I, I'm excited to see him, and uh, just kind of, kind of fantasize about him wearing orange and blue. Yeah. So we're starting, <laughs> so we're starting our first week of predictions. I actually count. So Mark and myself got a win against Toronto. Anthony and Justin got to lose against Toronto, so not bad. I like it. So we're halfway. We're fifty-fifty right now, which I like. So we'll yes. talk on Wednesday, guys. We'll see how, how that goes. All right, sounds good. Uh, closing closing remarks. Final thoughts. Closing thoughts. I just want to make sure that we continue to fight this week ahead. So three games, three tough games, really. I mean, and I don't think there's an easy game out there. Um, I just want to see us fight. I want to, I want us to go to the fourth quarter, either leading or or trailing by single digits. And just to keep fighting. That's what our team has been doing for the past two years when we're playing well. Um, some good games against Toronto and Indiana. I want to see that fight continue uh, this week. Um, one thing I'm looking forward to is seeing if Fornieka can continue his consistency. He's playing really well for us. Right now he has the hot hand on our team. Um, these next few games we are going to need a scoring punch. Um, I don't see any blowout games on either side of the court so I see close games coming down to the wire so I that for me I want to see FIBA Fournier in the last three minutes Justin is smiling right now just, you know. <laughs> yeah I gotta um, give credit when credit is due you know right for for me um I want to piggyback off the whole Evan thing uh last game during the Spurs we saw him getting his teammates involved uh which is one of the the points that I made the week before that he had to kind of step up uh, he was active on defense. His mid-range game was active, and so was the three ball. Uh, I think when Evan plays like that, he's a dangerous man. Um, so I want to see that continued. I also want to see uh, Terrence Ross active on the on the on the offense um, because it's it felt like for a lot of the beginning of the season he wasn't. It was kind of something where we were not looking to get him involved. And if Jonathan Isaac doesn't play tonight against the Wizards. Um, I am, big game I am for down. I am all the way down to see Aminu go off again. Um, Aminu again is one of those guys that when he gets big minutes, he plays big roles and gives you big impact plays on both ends of the court. Uh, but I think Orlando is in a good place, and moving forward, I think uh, we're gonna keep continue that momentum. I think one thing to keep an eye on or to look for is Mobamba kind of see how he does um, within this next span of games and then the reaction from Coach Clifford. So if he does well, all right, cool, so we can see the improvements. But if he doesn't, you know, what kind of adjustments will Coach Cliff do? Will he put him on the bench? Will he bring Ken Burch in? Is mm-hmm. he still going to try the same thing over and over until, you know, something clicks, something works, whatever the case may be. So something that I'll be looking at. But uh, I think I think that's it for us, guys. Yeah. Not bad for episode four. Really excited. We're going to try to get this out either later this afternoon 
Um, so you should be hearing this either Sunday night or Monday morning on the drive to work. Till next time, peace. 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 Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Check out the OzonePod.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your favorite listening platforms. Until next time, it's go Ozone, go Ozone, go, go Ozone, go Ozone, go, go Ozone, go Ozone, go! <laughs> <laughs>